Chapter 46 I couldn't believe it. I had never been sure I believed in Elemists. I still wondered if it was some kind of trick. He looked fully human. But of course, for a true Elemist, such things are easy. Am I really an Elemist? The man asked, mocking. Let's see. I know that Arbron still lives in the tunnels of the Living Hive. I know that you made a universe once, you and the human and the yurk called Visser Three. I jerked in surprise. Visser Three? Yes, he's advanced quite far in the yurk hierarchy. He should be dead. Should be dead? Do you really think you can play games with time itself? Do you think you can change things around to suit you and not make a mess of it? Are you so naive, Andalite? That you can't understand that time is a trillion, trillion, trillion strands, all woven and interwoven. That if you twist and break one strand, it may have unforeseen effects in a thousand other places and times. He's alive, the Visser. Yes, he is alive. He still inhabits Alaron's body. The Elemist focused gray, human-seeming eyes on me. He is a terrible enemy of your people. I shook my head. Humans are my people now. Like the human named Chapman, is he one of your people? You, it was you. You brought him back here and erased his memory. I undid an error in the time-space continuum. Chapman plays a part in what is still to come. I don't care. I said harshly. I don't care about wars in far-off space. Far off. Do you really think you are safe here, Alfangor? Do you assume the Yurks will never come? I felt my throat clutching up. It happens to humans when they are upset or afraid. Will they come here? Alfangor, the first Yurk advance scouts are in orbit above Earth right now. I said nothing for a long time. I looked out of the window, expecting to see Loren's car pull up at any moment. But then I realized what a fool I was being. If the Elemis didn't want us to be interrupted, we wouldn't be. There's nothing I can do, I said at last. I tried my hand at being a hero. I failed. Failed? You kept the time matrix from falling into the hands of either side, Yurk or Andalite. You saved the galaxy. I couldn't save Arbron. I helped destroy Alaron and deliver him to the Yurks to create the abomination he became. I wasn't able to destroy that abomination. I was weak. I was foolish. You refused to slaughter defenseless prisoners. You refused to destroy yourself in order to win a battle. You are wise for a primitive creature, but you also altered the course of time by using the time matrix, and that has created awful problems for your people, for both your peoples. Your peoples need you. I laughed. No one needs me. You are not where and when you should be, Alfangor. The galaxy will get along without me. The Elemis leaned forward and put his face close to mine. No, it won't. What do you want from me? I yelled, suddenly enraged. We want nothing. Liar! Why are you here if you don't want anything? We do not interfere in the affairs of other species. 
Then go away! Get out! Leave me alone! We do not interfere, but sometimes we repair what has been shattered. I froze. What stupid game was he playing? He wouldn't interfere, but he would? Which was it? What did he want? What do I want? Nothing. But I can tell you that you have twisted and distorted time. Things are not as they should be. Battles are lost that should have been won. What should be safe is now endangered. I can't go back, I pleaded. I'm not an Andalite anymore. I'm human. I have a wife. I have a place here. All a product of your meddling, the Elemis said. The human girl Lauren was meant to marry a human. You were meant to be a warrior. A great hero to your people. A mentor and guide to your brother. I have a brother? He was born? I knew my family was preparing. In this broken timeline, no. But you should. He has a job to do. And so does another person you do not even know exists. Alfangor, without you, your people, both your peoples, will be slaves of the Yurks. I jumped back up to my feet. You're lying. Manipulating me. Using me. We don't use anyone. We don't interfere. But if you ask me to fix the mess you have made, to repair the timeline so that you return to your destiny, that, and that alone, I can do. I wanted to hit him. I wanted to throw up. I hated the galaxy and everything in it. There is a battle, Alfangor. A turning point. Visor 3 is there. You are supposed to be there. Right now. I can't leave Loren. Listen to me, Alfangor. Visor 3 will come to Earth one day. He remembers her. He remembers that she mocked him. Do you know what he will do to her? And will you be able to stop him when he is surrounded by a thousand of his own troops? I felt warm liquid run down my cheeks. Tears. A human thing. And if I go back, if I ask you to repair the timeline, will it save Earth? Will it save the Andalites? And my Loren? No, not by itself. But what is impossible now will become possible again. I looked at the creature who posed as a human. The creature who had the power to make entire solar systems disappear. What game are you playing, Elemist? Will you cross-examine me, Andalite? Or will you ask me to undo the mess you have made? Loren, we'll never know you existed. But you will know. You will still have your memories. I tried to smile, but it twisted cruelly on my lips. You said something about a battle, Elemist. Come, I will carry you there. I will undo what was done and repair the fabric of your fate, Alfangor. Chapter 47 Once, a long time before, I had explained to Loren what it must be like to see the universe as the Elemist saw it. And now, as the Elemis lifted me up out of the everyday world of three dimensions of space, and into one of time, I saw what he saw. When I had used the time matrix, 
I glimpsed the lines of time interwoven. But now I saw a thousand times more. It was beyond sight, beyond sound. It was some new sense, some new awareness. I could feel the lines of time flowing through me. I could see and taste and hear and touch and smell a billion possibilities, all flowing through me. I saw the Elemist himself, as he really was, an indescribable being of light and time and space, huge but without a place, alone but not the only one of his kind. I saw and understood the vast power that trailed the lines of time through his grasp. And yet, against the enormity of all that had ever been and all that would ever be, I saw his limits, too. The Elemist was mighty, but not all-powerful. I saw a young Andalite who looked like I had once, so serious, so determined to prove himself. I heard his name in my mind, Aximili Eskoroth Isthil. Hello, little brother, I said silently. I saw Arbron still alive on the Taxon world. I felt his Taxon hunger, but I also felt his Andalite pride. Hello, Arbron. You have become the hero I always wanted to be. I saw Loren, and, wrapped around her timeline now, was another human who would be her mate. I had been written out of her memory. It tore at my heart to realize that I was now a stranger to her. And yet, I saw that some part of my own timeline still intersected her own. I still touched her future in some way. My line and hers converged, and then, from those two lines, came a new line, just emerging, just beginning to grow. What does it mean? I asked the Elemist. You have a son, Alphagor. In a flash, I saw the truth. That's why Loren had gone to see her doctor. She would have come home and told me. We had a child. No, you can't take me away. I have a son. I cried. That changes everything. Don't take me away. You are away, Alphagor Tiromo Shampoo. What was broken has been repaired. You are where you must be. The child will be raised as the son of another. But my son, what will happen to him? Will he still... exist? I saw the tiny line that was my son flow off through time. I saw pain and hardship and loneliness for him. But then, like a distant nova, I saw a flash of light, far at the edge of a still uncertain future. Across the galaxy, my brother's line reached to join with my son's, and four other bright shining timelines formed together with those two. I knew I was watching something incredible and important, and I knew this union of six timelines, one Andalite and five human, was the entire point of the Elemis' non-interference. So, you don't interfere with the affairs of other species? I asked him. Was that sarcasm, Alfangor? The Elemis asked. And then he laughed. A huge laugh that reverberated through all the tendrils of space and time. Is this just a game for you? Yes! The Elemis said, all laughter silent now. But we are not the only great powers of the galaxy. There is another, 
older even than me. And he plays a dark game and a light. It is with him that we play. So hope that we win, Alfangor Cyrenol Shampoo. Hope that we win. I saw a battle ahead. I saw my own body twisting and changing shape. I opened my stock eyes, tested my Andalite tail, and all at once, I was on the bridge of an Andalite fighter. Chapter 48 I heard the chaotic thought-speak voices of crying, dying Andalites in my head. Main engine's down! We have lost maneuvering power! We're at a dead Break stop! Break off! Break off! He's on me! I looked down at my display. The Star Sword lay helpless, unable to move. Yurk bug fighters swarmed around her, firing Dracon beams at maximum power. The defenses were failing. As I watched, one of the dome ship's engines was blown completely away from the ship. An explosion without sound in the vacuum of space. The Yurk pool ship sat like a fat spider, gloating over its kill. The Star Sword was finished. The Yurks could finish her off at leisure. But still, the warriors aboard the dome ship fought on. I heard their thought-speak cries to the few remaining Andalite fighters. Siron, watch out! Bugfighter on your tail! Separate the dome! Give them two targets to deal with! And then, To all fighters, this is the captain. We are beginning self-destruct sequence. Clear the area. If anyone is still alive out there, get clear of the Star Sword. We will implode the engines and blow a hole in space. Maybe we can take some of those bugfighters down with us. Self-destruct in three minutes. He said heavily, and then added, We have done our duty. Now there was a new ship on my view screen, All black, shaped like some ancient battle axe the blade ship of a visor. It swooped in close to the doomed, powerless star sword, and with its dracon beams, it began to slice away the remaining two engines. The star sword would not be allowed to self-destruct. Fighters! Any fighters! Try to draw that blade ship off! The captain's call went unanswered. There were no fighters left. So this was the battle the Elemist wanted me to join. This was where I was supposed to be. I called up ship-to-ship -ship communications. Hang on, Star Sword. I'll take care of that blade ship. Who the... Who is that? Alfangor. I mean, Aris Alfangor Cyrenal Shamtul. What, by all the bloody tales of Krangar, are you doing here? It's a long story, Captain. I hope I'll have the chance to tell it to you. I switched channels to broadcast in the open, on a frequency the Yurks would monitor. I aimed the fighter straight at the blade ship. I punched up a nice medium burn. And then I called up the blade ship. And a light fighter calling the Yurk Visser. A hork face appeared on the monitor. Who are you to call upon the Visser? If you are pleading for mercy, I can laugh at you as well as he. Pleading for mercy? Not likely. Tell the visor that an old friend is here to see him. 
Tell him that Alfangor has come to finish what we began in a vortex a long time ago. In a flash, the screen image changed, and there was the Andalite face that had once belonged to War Prince Alaron. You! He cried. I have to congratulate you on escaping that black hole. And I hear you've been promoted, Yerk. Visser three. Very impressive. But I have to tell you, Yerk, I am aimed straight for your ship. And in exactly ten seconds, I will punch up maximum burn. At this distance, it will take me less than two seconds to impact your ship. You're bluffing! Ten. Nine. You'd be killed as well as me! Yes, I would. Seven. Six. All Dracon beams on that fighter! Visor Three shouted to his crew. The blade ship turned to bring its Dracon beams forward where they could be aimed at me. You don't have enough time, Visser, I said. And once I punch a maximum burn, it'll be too late. Four. Three. His main eyes blazed hatred at me. Two. One. Get us out of here! Top speed! Visser Three screamed at his helmsman. The blade ship's engines glowed bright, and the ship broke away from the star sword. You think you've won, Andalite? Visser Three sneered. You're still just one fighter, and your dome ship is crippled. I'll swing around, move off, and finish you in my own good time. I wouldn't swing around just yet, Visser. See, you've cost me too much, and I am going to put an end to you right now. Computer, maximum burn! Whoosh! My engines lit up, and I was blown back across the fighter's cramped bridge. Boom! My fighter hit the neck of the blade ship, slicing the diamond-shaped bridge away from the rest of the ship. But I didn't see that. The impact knocked me out and tore both the fighter's engines and its shredder completely off. I should have died. But I didn't. Minutes after I crippled the blade ship, the Andalite dome ship Tailstrike came out of zero space, less than a light year away. The Yurks decided it was time to leave. Their pool ship put a containment field around the parts of the broken blade ship and made for zero space. When I woke up, back aboard the Star Sword, I was already a hero. The lost Arths, who had returned mysteriously, years after disappearing, and had flown his fighter in a bold suicide mission. I had saved the Star Sword. I was made a full warrior. The captain himself told me that I would be a prince within a couple of years. I had plenty of time, while recovering from my injuries, to figure out what I would tell the captain. I considered all sorts of lies. But in the end, I told him everything. I wanted someone to know, now that Lorraine no longer did. I told the captain everything, except for the location of the time matrix. When I was done, he looked at me for a long time in silence. At last, he said, You realize, Alfengor, that this story will never become public. You are a great hero, and our people need heroes. The details of your story would just confuse the issue. But, Captain, I committed mutiny against War Prince Alaron. I failed to save Orbron, and... 
and in the end, I ran away. He looked at me very seriously. Young warrior, do you think I don't know what happened to Alaron? Do you think I don't know about the quantum virus he unleashed in the battle for the Hortbegir world? Alaron was my friend. When we were young Arths together, he was a gentle, decent youngster. And funny. He loved to joke and play tricks. Alaron? I blurted without thinking. Yes, Alaron. But war does terrible things to people. Some it raises to greatness. Others it destroys. You did not mutiny against Alaron. You defended the beliefs he used to hold dear. You stood up for the people. It was strange. I felt like crying, but I no longer had human eyes. So I cried in the way an Andalite does. Inside. In my hearts. As for running away to this earth place, no one can be brave every minute of every day. No one can be brave all the time. And now you have a second chance. We need warriors like you, Alfangor. Warriors who will not forget why they are fighting. Will you stand by the people in this awful time? Will you fight? Will you be their hero? I guess his words should have made me feel good. I had wanted once to be a hero. But now I saw what it meant. I could imagine the price I would have to pay. The things I might have to do. I could feel the weight of it settling down on me like a thousand-pound stone. Yes, Captain, I said. I will fight. Chapter 49 It was many years before I saw Earth again. I had fought more battles than I could count. I had won, and I had lost. The war with the Yurks dragged on and on. Neither side seemed able to destroy the other. I wondered sometimes if that was just the way it had to be, or if the Elemis and their unnamed opponents were interfering to keep the war going forever. Who knows? A zero-space rift had opened up between planet Earth and the busy centers of the galaxy. That happened sometimes. It meant that Earth, rather than being days away, was now months and months away. Maybe it was a coincidence. Or maybe it was those great powers of the galaxy playing their games with the threads of space and time. But finally we did return. We went to Earth because we got evidence of what I already knew. The Yurks had targeted Earth. We went in the brilliant, brand new dome ship, Galaxy Tree. We came out of zero space and found ourselves outnumbered. We fought, but this time there was no last-minute rescue. The dome was separated from the ship and plunged into Earth's sea. My brother, Aximili, a young Earths, as I had been, was aboard. And I, desperate enough to break my own vow, took my damaged fighter down to the planet 
looking for the place where I had long ago hidden the time matrix. But by the time I landed, I was too weak from my injuries to even think about finding the time matrix. It was buried beneath the concrete foundation of a half-finished building. What had once been peaceful forest was now a construction site. I lay there, dying, knowing that Visser Three would pursue me. Knowing that this time, at long last, he would win over me. And that's when five human children, no older than Loren had been when I first met her, came by. Three boys and two girls, scared at the sight of me, but not so scared that they ran away. One of them seemed especially drawn to me, and when I saw his face, I knew why. He could only be Loren's son. My son. Hello, the one called Tobias said to me. I broke our Endolite law and gave these children the power to morph. See, I knew what human children can do. The Yurks came, and I told the human children to hide. But Tobias stayed behind with me for just a few moments, alone. Your mother. Tell me about your mother, Tobias. Your family. He was surprised. Troubled. She... disappeared. When I was just little. I don't know what happened. I guess she died. People say she just left because she was messed up. They said she never got over my father. I don't know. But I know she has to be dead because she'd never have left me. No matter what. But maybe that's just what I told myself. I don't exactly have a family. It was a fresh stab of pain in my hearts. And yet, I knew now that all was not lost. Go to your friends, Tobias. They are your family now. That's when I knew there was still hope for my adopted people, the humans of Earth. My son had survived. He was strong in ways even he did not suspect. He would change the course of history. And oh, as I lie here now, seconds from death, clutched in the power of Visser Three's monstrous morph, I can see clearly what I only guessed at before. I remember seeing the timeline that curled away from Loren and me, and I remember the burst of light as it joined with four other human lines and the line of my own little brother. Tobias was that line, and joined with these others. He held powers that would make Visser Three tremble. I, Alfangor Cyrano Shamtul, have transmitted all my lust thoughts and memories to be sent through space to my people. Now, at the end of my life, my Hirak the Lust is done. I go in peace to my death. And I leave, as my last legacy, a single word for all the free peoples of the galaxy. Hope. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and here we are. 
the end of the Andalite Chronicles. Who knew we'd be here? Not me, but uh, we are, and it's awesome. So thank you for listening, and I'll get that supercut up uh, hopefully before next week. And hey, I got this one out on time too, so I'm just gonna pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, and I don't really have anything else to really put here. Check out uh, theapocalypse.com. That's my website. And if you use, you know, Apple iTunes, sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, leave me a rating and review. Uh, I would appreciate it. Other than that, you can reach me at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And uh, next week, we'll just be back to our regularly scheduled Animorphs, the main series. So I'll see you all then. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs> <laughs>